Uh, welcome to another episode of Not Investment Advice, the 100 episode special. Boys, we made it here. We got Jack Butcher, Trunk fan, Bilal Zaidi. Boys, how are you feeling straight off the bat? We made it here. What's going it's on? It's 100's crazy, man. 100 is just... Three digit yo, pull club. up. We need that uh, Jack, uh, that famous Jack tweet that I'm going to Jack. I'm going to Jack the, uh, it. By the way, everybody is attributing this to me and has been for ages, but it's not my quote. This is something that I, Chris Williamson told me. If I'm... <laughs> if I'm uh, oh, oh, you're talking about the 100 episode the thing. 21 oh, episodes. Is that the one you're going to pull up, Trung? Okay, no, well, yeah, it's a Chris Williamson tweet, the one with the Reddit article. Well, let's tell the listeners and viewers what it was. So, Jack, what is it? So, I went on a podcast, I don't know, two years ago now, Chris Williamson. It's called Modern Wisdom. If you're listening to this, good he's chance you've heard it. of it. Yeah, he's Smashing a it. Yeah, yeah. And uh, he... Love Island's finest, by the way. Yeah, First yeah, First season. Yeah. <laughs> OG, right, Love Island. He, uh, I think he was quoting someone when he told me that to be in the top 1% of podcasts, you've just got to record 21 episodes. So 99% of every published podcast in the history of humanity has never made it to 21 episodes. So I'm sure, boys, we're in fraction of a fraction of a percent here on volume alone right now. There we so, go. Uh, congratulations. And I think, Trung, I think a few weeks ago, maybe like a month ago, we had shared on the pod that graph of the drop-off after the pandemic of how many oh, people yeah. started podcast and then they just got back to normal life which is kind of understandable but totally understandable yeah yeah but anyway so today we're gonna mostly gonna be talking about how the 100 episodes have gone kind of like reflect on it a little bit get a little philosophical chat a little bit about that and then we'll see how we are for time we might cover some stuff that's been happening in the last week but let's just see how it goes so boys there's only really one place to start we're gonna go through what what has worked as planned, what was unexpected, advice for others, predictions for the podcast world, and would we do it again? Um, so let's just start with what worked as planned. I mean, um, yeah, what do you guys reckon, man? Go, I, I guess another way of saying this is going into it, what you expected, what was actually um, Well, let's talk about the genesis, the plan, yeah. right? Let, let's, let's, let's take a trip down memory lane. Like Bilal, you and I were texting, right? Like, So all of all three of us, had uh had become like twitter buddies just this is the power of twitter by the way them dms on twitter wild things can happen right and like today i still haven't met jack in person i've met bilal in it's person crazy, right? and bilal yeah. and jack have met uh, and we've never met all mean, three of us obviously either yeah, for that reason but we're all from the commonwealth like you can hear yeah. <laughs> that these are just three commonwealth guys doing commonwealth things right and uh so just a uh, memory lane, I think Commonwealth be- things. That sounds like I want to get pick your brain on what actually, that is. That's a nice actually, oxymoron. Wait. It's a nice wait, wait, oxymoron wait. Commonwealth. Actually. I don't think <laughs> yeah. it was designed that way, but it's a great. I don't think the wealth was very common. So nah. that's true. That's true. I, actually, you're right. I don't know if I want to, we want to be doing Commonwealth things. Right. Yeah. <laughs> All right. The, <laughs> the positive, Pillaging. Yeah, yeah the, we're not the doing positive that. stuff from the Commonwealth. Yeah. All right. Like a shared understanding. Okay. Cricket. We Let's might... just stick to cricket. That okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. We'll talk about cricket and like maple syrup and weird breakfasts. Universal and health care. Yeah. Stuff Universal. Like there we go. <laughs> all right. Um, so all Twitter, all Twitter buddies. Uh, I, don't, I don't even think we fully broke this down before. I know people have asked in the past, like, how do we, how did we chat? So Bilal and Jack had done multiple episodes of Creator Lab. Is this right? Uh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. I think we did too. One the OG, and then a second one we did live on yeah. zoom we had like i think almost a thousand people 500 or a oh, thousand people cool, listening live 
So it's kind of cool. First time I did that as well. 2019, 2020, I think. Me and Bilal met uh, from the Trends Hustle Group. Uh, and I was able to smuggle some of his uh, podcasts into the, the bigger, the Hustle newsletter, 1.5 million readers. Yeah. Actually, you did with Tim Urban, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, we the- did a kind of little collab on that because the last part of the show, I basically asked him questions you had given me. Yeah. And did a, a kind of exclusive for the Hustle. He has a new book coming out, by the way, Tim Urban. I know, yeah, uh, yeah, the, yeah. The book he's working on. Uh, we should probably get him on the pod, actually. Uh, yeah, anyway. I was uh, asking him already. So uh, we'll see. He said the next month is a bit busy. So we'll see yeah, if we can get him on. Yeah. He's probably What's going his on book the big... called? Do you know? Uh, Cotton West Cool, uh, but it looks it... kind of cool. He should do yes. that cover. You know, the the guy standing on the just before the exponential curve. I think that's a great way to market the book. Oh, no, no. Uh, what's our problem? A self-help book for societies. Yeah, there uh, we go. It looks really good, by the way. Yeah. So, the, the little background. So, that's how I knew Bilal. And then I knew Jack from We're Literally Swapping Memes. Like, this is not even a joke. Like, we the were swapping. The most organic memes. thing. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. just like the most old. I remember, actually, Jack had this incredible meme of uh, guys stealing. You know the guy holding the girl's hand? That one? And then looking at another girl? Yeah, yeah. So, the way he had it was a guy holding a girl's hand. So that's his original partner was like a long form article. <laughs> and then the, the other girl was a tweet thread. <laughs> and it's just like, that <laughs> one hit for trunk. <laughs> it's like no one yeah, like, yeah, yeah. on Twitter, like freaking taking a long form thread and just making it, I mean, a long form article making a thread. So that's how we all met. And we just like, we were like, like Bilal said, we were like these people at the start of the pandemic. It's like, yeah, let's just start a podcast. Like, like the 500,000 people that started, right? Yeah, exactly. And, but, uh, yeah, that's, uh, I guess that's, yeah, that's the, the genesis. Yeah. Yeah. We basically, the summary from myself was, it was, uh, we said, let's just trial it. We'll do it as an episode of Creator Lab first. And then once we recorded it, we were like, actually, <laughs> let's just do, let's just do a fresh feed. Let's see if people like it. If they like it, we'll just keep doing it. And that's kind of uh, how it started. So anyway. That is the genesis. But yeah, I guess taking us, it's almost two years again for like people. I think April 15th was episode zero. Yeah. So we're hitting, you know, 100 episodes. Um, and so, yeah, I guess like going into it, I'd done a podcast before. You guys had been on podcasts before. And I know Trunk, you had done a couple of interviews at least. Um, I, did a po- I actually did a podcast before oh, nobody yeah, knows yeah, about. Yeah. Yeah, I did a movie it, podcast. Yeah. I, I, I did oh, a- Oh, get the archives up. I have an archive. It's I have five movies done. I did The Fugitive. <laughs> I did The Fugitive, Die Hard. Uh, they're, they're incredible episodes, by the way, but very cancelable. Like, I'd have to really edit out the parts. But, like... Patreon only in, for that one. I did this in 2015. Only fans. Actually, yeah, only fans. Well, I actually will tell you something based on what Jack said about the Chris Williamson quote about uh, uh, if you make 21 episodes, you're already in the top 1%. I didn't even get past five episodes. I did it with my friend Erica Shoney. And I'll tell you what, though, I made a huge mistake. And this goes back to Jack's This Is Pointless chart, because I did that in 2015. If I just kept doing it, it would be a, I guarantee you, it'd be a monster podcast yeah, right yeah, now. Yeah. And I know because freaking Bill Simmons and The Ringer, they did something called The Rewatchables. And their catalog is just one movie, an episode, and it's massive. And they came out like five years later. So. That idea, like, I mean, listen, I'm not Bill Simmons, but like that idea, if you had just built that back catalog, would have been massive. So I think this goes back to the point. It's pretty evergreen too. I like that. Yeah, Yeah, the discoverability of that is crazy. It's cool. Exactly, right? Well, but here's the question, Jack. Did you ever start a podcast before this one? Because everyone does. Uh, Yeah, I had a... I had like a little monologue podcast. I think I got five episodes of it. They're like four minutes long each. 
Visualize Value podcast. Oh shit! I mean, you uh, know that if you drop that now, <laughs> you know if you drop that now, yeah. the swarm would be all over that. Yeah, I did it like as a basically a forcing function. Like you could listen to them. I was like, uh, I, I'm. It's just me talking through it, like pressing record and be like, I'm just doing this so I can basically get on record that I'm starting to do this. I have no plan. No script, no nothing, but I'm going to see if I can start this habit. And yeah, I got think to five episodes. The monologue you, thing is just fucking hard. And, like you have yeah, a lot yeah, of effort tough. to make that good. And then Jack, you also kind of did the office hours thing. I think it was called yeah, Office yeah. Visualized Value Office Hours, which weren't, wasn't technically a podcast, but it was kind of similar. You had a guest on, you'd be talking yeah. about their story and like what people can learn from it. So yeah, like I, that, I had to really force myself to do that. Like... I, they were really valuable and I enjoyed them, but it was like a massive energy drain for me, yeah, like preparing 100%. an hour or 90 minutes of questions. Some people, Bilal and Utrung, like you guys are like think that way and operate that way. But for me, it's like very all consuming to try and make that a good experience for people listening. And thank you to everybody who came on and did it. I think we made great stuff, but it was like, Fucking hell, this is not sustainable for me. I, was, I think I did 60 of them. Oh. I was like, I feel like I've done everything. Like, I feel like we've kind of covered the what principles cover. of digital build, business building now. And yeah. like my, uh, my curiosity does not really, is not like making me chase this down hard, as hard as I initially did. So yeah, all that stuff's still up. And I think there's great stuff in there. Like we, um, yeah, that stuff I think will be relevant for a good amount of time, but until getting to this format where it's like feels like you just show, show up and shoot the shit that's like it w wasn't really a sustainable thing for me until then yeah yeah that's a great Actually, way Bilal, let me ask you because yeah, i think i think Bilal, if jack so jack had the 60 episodes of the office hours but he said he got burnt out from that and then i gave up after five on my thing ages ago so you up to that point you had the best editing production know-how and like you, you, of the three of us you were like i'm gonna take you know I'll, I'll take the wheel here just show up guys and we'll try to make it happen like so uh, let's ask you like specifically what was your expectation of it and then yeah how did you see it play out yeah it's a good i guess one of the things i can't i might be jumping ahead here but one of the things that was very different for me here was when you're doing it yourself versus doing it with two other people obviously it's very very different obviously and just like decision making things you prioritize and like so if i was doing this all from scratch myself there'll be some things i would do maybe slightly differently from day one but working with you two i was like oh okay it, the phrase of like good enough is is was kind of like prominent for me throughout the early phases right especially as it relates to just like the technical shit, right? Like the microphone, making sure the sound is good or the format. I was like, it doesn't need to be 10 out of 10. It needs to be like an eight, nine out of 10 is completely fine. Or in my case, three out of 10 for about a yeah, year. Yeah, <laughs> but, and for me, like the other part is like, I've done, you know, like in real work, well, in the real work world, I've managed people and like done stuff like that. But it's very different when you're in a partnership with people. I haven't really done that in this way. So that was another kind of adjustment where I'm like, oh, we're all kind of equal partners. We all have to take each other's opinions and share our ideas. And like we basically come to decisions through consensus. And like the comp, the like super advanced way we do this is basically a WhatsApp group, right? Like we don't have like weekly meetings. We don't do like, 
like a post-mortem, like how did it go? We just kind of like keep it very organic. So that's again, something that I would have made, I would normally do things differently in that way. But for me, it's always just been like, why do we do this in the first place? We do it because we enjoy doing it. And why are we gonna keep doing it for a long time is if it remains fun for all three of us. And it is easy. So like obviously getting editor from day one, making sure that we could just like outsource the stuff that none of us would like to do um, and focus on like making good stuff was like really key doing that early on. So um, yeah, I, I think one of the things that was kind of unexpected was like kind of how easy it would feel though. Because I feel like even 100 episodes in, I just feel like we can turn up. We have stuff to talk about. We're already consuming stuff that we're interested in. And now it's just like, yeah, it feels like hanging out with friends because it is, right? So that's really cool to see two years later is still at that level. Uh, I still have as much fun now as I did like right in the beginning. And obviously like right in the beginning, there's this extra energy of like the unknown. What's it going to be like? And like trying out new things. We've got more in the flow right now, but... Yeah, that's kind of how I feel about it. What about you guys? Butcher hit it. Similar, yeah. I think uh, it's weird when you when we started it out. You don't really. I mean, Bilal, you obviously had the most experience of continually showing up to do something like this. So, uh, yeah, it hasn't felt like it's taken as much energy as you would imagine it would take to produce something like this once a yeah. week, and that obviously a lot of props to Bilal's production flow on that front because if that wasn't in place this shit would have lasted <laughs> yeah. about two weeks and, yeah and I'll be honest even for me that was a big upgrade because like with Creator Lab it started with me doing them pretty much all in person and then yeah. only audio and then eventually I got to video and that video production was like way more involved it's like two cameras in person massive like 60 gigabyte files I'm sending it to my editor in america and she's like downloading it. it's taking ages and so it was just like moving from that to zoom was actually kind of a nice adjustment where it's just a lot less to do um so yeah, yeah. I, I would say that even for, even now to create a lab it means i'm able to do create a lab at a higher velocity than i was previously so that's been actually kind of a nice offshoot of this here's a question for you boys if we 10x or 100x the production budget on this podcast what how do you think that would affect the reception of it I was always fascinated by that because we're definitely like rough and ready on the production front, right? Like the, I think the indexing of the content is great. The zoom recording is great, but it's like, look at like a flagrant, for example, Yeah. like the, the production quality on that and the resources that go into producing that. Yeah. I'm always fascinated by like how much of a difference that actually makes. Like if flagrant was done on a zoom call, would it be less entertaining yeah, or not? I don't know. I don't, I'm just my personal opinion on it is it would make a massive difference on video. It would, and honestly, part of that is doing it in person, right? Because like, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, like, the so, chemistry is, is different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, even for a Zoom, this is incredible that we can actually have like authentic laughs and like we're. But there's a tiny, tiny lag that you don't get in person, and like I think, especially for comedy, was what they do. It's true. Like yeah. that is so key for real comedy. And so I think that makes a difference on, and then the second part is video. Like I think if you were actually 10X in the budget, I don't think the audio would change too much. Like we mm -hmm. all have microphones and like, that's pretty much all you really need for decent audio. Like you can soundproof a room, but that's not that big a deal. The real upgrade would be video and like having different angles. And then more importantly, investing in kind of editing 
that makes the video interesting. Yeah. And like also specifically for what Flagrant does amazingly well and Andrew Shorts as a whole is just the short form videos they make. Like they're making a one minute clip. It takes them like 12 hours sometimes. Yeah, like yeah. That's and the level intro of is, is killer, right? Incredible, they'll cut the, yeah. They'll cut the, I mean, exactly. all YouTube killers are, are I think yeah, it's, yeah. Yeah. I think it's a huge difference. Like to answer Jack, I think Matt, I'll be very honest. Like if we were able to sit in a room and get oh proper video, God. I think this thing would absolutely explode. Like yeah, just yeah, next yeah. level. Yeah. Yeah, um, but uh, listen, Jack's got two kids, guys. I got a kid, and like <laughs> this is the no. We're we're not saying that that door is closed, but yeah. To answer your question, I think it would be absolutely just ginormous. Uh, which yeah. is you know amazing credit to those guys is like, and anybody that's able to pull it off in the well. This is the benefit. of me talk about the network effects. Look at some of the guys that live in LA, right? Like the people. Obviously, whatever you think about yeah, yeah, football, yeah, yeah. but like. They do that physical too. Physical network effects. Yeah, That's the a great physical, point. just like if you're living in LA, you can, well, I mean, Bilal does live in New York, right? This is why I guess when you start Creative Lab, you're able to get really good guests and like be in studio. Like, I've seen Bilal's in-person stuff. People, you need to watch this stuff. Like it's like, it, he looks like fucking Howard Stern. Like, yeah, yeah. The, well, like there was Pakistani one where I had Howard all those Stern. people. <laughs> 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 there we go. I'll take it. I'll take it. No, but you're right. And honestly, the, you know, like to do an interview in person is so much more fun than doing it like on Zoom. But like doing this in person would be like really fun. But I think we already get the fun. Like it's still like yeah. an eight out of 10 fun for me. Whereas in person, it'll be like 10. You get crazy guests. I mean, I would love to consider it if we could ever do it, obviously. Um, but well, obviously so you've got families and stuff like that. Yeah. Let's get it actionable for the listeners and the viewers, right? Like I'm sure people still actually want to start like whatever we said about the drop-off i'm sure the people listening is like oh should i do a podcast this is like we've said this before and we'll just have to say it again at ad nauseum you just have to know that you can do it every week or whatever cadence you're doing because once you start adding these bells and whistles i mean even three people coordinating is a pain in the ass right yeah like, just time it like the timing yeah, is it's true just, yeah like we, I mean, we, we're pretty good actually. I'll say it's like once a month, one of us will have something. Like it was my fault this week that we couldn't do the Twitter spaces. Uh, and it's not we'll a get a story like, of that yeah, later yeah. in life, but yeah, we'll, later in we'll life, save that one. Yeah. That's going to be a good one. But everybody, uh, you know, probably once a month, it'll be like, Hey guys, somebody will just be like, yo, sorry, can do our normal recording time, Tuesday at 30. Can you guys do Monday, Wednesday and I think we'll go back so we have a little bit of flow here. Like the initial question is like, what worked? I knew that I could commit to a schedule. Like if, it, if we said once a week, which is what we said, it's like, I can do that. And we've done that. We've all done that. So the only thing I'll say for sure is I went in knowing that if we set a schedule, we just commit to it. I could pull that off. And so I'll say that worked. I didn't really have any expectations otherwise, to be fully honest. Yeah. What, that's a great point. And I would say, there's a two, a couple of things there. It's like we're we're all lucky now that we generally all have our own schedule. Mostly, like we obviously you have kids and like you have to drop your kids to school. That's something stuck in the calendar. But we've been able to be kind of like you know flexible there as, as needed. And then I will say like we've been in so many time zones, man. Like you're on the West Coast time zone, Jackson, Nashville. I'm in New York. There's been times I'm in you know. South America at one point or and then we're in London like that sort of stuff is actually kind of hard like London to the west coast is like one of us is either doing it at night or you're doing it super early or something like that 
So I think that is an interesting one. But it comes back to that lesson. Like you said, it's like making it easy for yourself. Like I remember listening to Tim Ferriss one when he talked about like if he was doing it again, recommendation from people. I kind of agree with that. Like commit to a certain cadence, make it super easy for yourself. And then for us, making sure it's still fun because that is like the thing that brings it all together. Like it's not just enough having a schedule. Like if you're not looking forward to every week, you're not going to want to do it. You're not going to turn up on time. You're just going to be like, oh, I'm going to skip it this week. You're going to like make an excuse and say, actually, we'll just leave it. So I think that is really key as well. So um, yeah, anything else on what was unexpected? I guess that's a, I know Trung, you just said not much else. Jack, what about you? Anything that was unexpected doing it this much? Uh, maybe how broad it got, like how much stuff we managed to like, just being able to do it every week, I think is cool. Like there's been a few weeks where like, shit, what are we going to talk about? And then we have the option to just do the casual chat or ask a question in the telegram or whatever. But I think it's been interesting to see how we all, like, we always find a way to tie in what's happening to like the, the type of conversations we've been having or like the context keeps building and the themes that we discuss have like all woven together quite uh i mean it's it's, it's kind of similar to if you would meet up in person and talk about things over an extended period of time right you get like the there's re points of reference inside jokes all this stuff and you can't foresee that when you get started like especially listening yeah, that's to a good point. podcasts that have different guests every week which is like the pod, the interviewer in that case probably gets more talented, more skillful at asking questions. And, but you reset the context on a lot of other things. And I didn't really forecast out um, what that would turn into, but it's, uh, it's just a completely different, again, podcast is like a, a people like start with the term instead of the reason for doing the thing. Like, I think the conversations that we've been having for the last year, two years are like interesting to me because there's three unique takes on the same thing and, and starting a podcast, if it's going to be, you know, interviewing this person that's been interviewed 20 times and comes and does the script, that's like a much more, that's like a completely different exercise to what we're doing. Not that there's anything wrong with that. It's just completely different. So I think we've also been, I think if the traction has been easy to keep up because it's a different thing and we're not, you know, there's no emulation happening. There's no like, let's try and get this person. Let's, it's all been very, very organic. Yeah, definitely. That's a great way to put it. Uh, Trung, anything else before we move on to the, the next one? Unexpected is... Uh... The difference, so something I did say, and I'm just kind of piggybacking what Jack said is episodes with or without a guest. I wasn't, I didn't fully realize how different that is. And also like our motivation for doing those, right? Like I, I love to kind of just chew on this for a bit because we know that, and we've had some really good guests over the past two years. Uh, we shouted out a bunch of them at our year wrap uh, last year, but a good guest obviously can help build your audience. This is not new to anyone, but at the same time, some of our favorite episodes are the episodes where people reach out to us. Uh, they're like, and then we often, we often do get a lot of comments. It's like, you know, sometimes we prefer just listening to you three guys. So I would, I found that very interesting. Uh, literally didn't even think about it because it was just like not even on my radar or something to think about when we entered this, but 
yeah, well, I mean, we chat about this internally a lot, right? Like, and of the three of us, I'm probably the most aggressive on getting or like wanting to have guests or like, or like people will reach out to me. He's like, yo, I love to be on NIA and like, and, and then we just have to balance. Like when Bilal was talking about the consensus and the negotiation about having a guest or not, I didn't realize, I think like that is probably the thing where we talk about or because the schedule set, right? And then like every Monday we kind of show up uh, or the day before the recording and have uh, an itinerary. But I'd say the point where we probably have the most discussion is like, oh, this person might potentially come. What's the interest? And what do you guys think? And I think both, I mean, I often hear this just from, tell me if I'm wrong here, but the consensus seems to be is like, guys, it's not a, like if, if, if the guest becomes like hard to book, I often hear from you guys is like, guys, like they'll be like trunk, not necessary. Like three of us, is like baseline that's more that's better in a lot of cases like don't yeah. sweat it if we can't do this i love you guys yeah that. yeah that's a great point i mean i'll just add oh go on jack you had something gone i was just gonna say uh celia listens to every episode of nia and she's like yeah 10 times her preference is no guest it's just the yeah the chemistry boys you gotta warm up and that's like that's not to say that every guest we have had on hasn't been sensational. It's just a completely different format, you know? It's yeah, like a yeah, different yeah. vibe, different format. And that stuff is, I think we can do a different version of that because there's three of us too. And I think there's not been that many successful versions of that where you have more than one person hosting a guest. So I think that's, or at least in this world, maybe that's more yeah. common elsewhere, like like traditional media that happens a lot right you have like multiple people having somebody yeah, come yeah, and appear yeah. on their platform but um yeah it's just different it's different and uh especially i think the guests that are into the show and listen to the show they like slot right in as opposed to they like somebody that's incredibly interesting that comes on and provides something great content wise but is a like is more of an interruption to the cadence of the the vibe yeah. Like one certain Bitcoin proponent. <laughs> yeah. So that's a great example of like our most popular episode is like our least. Um, we didn't say anything. True to our form yeah. episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I, I would, popular for a different reason. Yeah. And that, that's an interesting one because even I would say, obviously, Michael Saylor's one, if you look at our stats, yeah, they, it was the most popular, you know, on paper. But majority of that, honestly, is because it got caught by the YouTube algorithm. It was like the one episode that kind of popped. And I'll Michael Saylor's- Because guys yeah. wake up and- <laughs> Oh yeah, people <laughs> would say- they, search Michael yeah. Saylor. <laughs> That's true. And he's obviously a big name, big guest. I, yeah. I would actually say from speaking to people, a lot of, I, I'd actually say a lot of our audience at that time were less like Bitcoin Maxi than the people searching for Michael Saylor, obviously, yeah. right? <laughs> and so there, there was almost like a lot of people who listened to our stuff didn't even love that episode. So that's why I would say that like to say the best episode, I think is mm, I'm putting mm, air yeah, quotes right, here because right. most popular. No, the, most no, no, popular not even most popular. That's the wrong. Yeah, pure numbers. Just numbers. What got the most, most listened yeah. to. Yeah, most listened to. Yeah, and I would say, I mean, I'd actually say Tetranodes was actually probably the most um, well, listened to of new people. Most. Yeah, in terms yeah. of new people, and um, that that was interesting because I feel like that's a bit more of a web three nft world picked it up a bit more and like the crypto world and so yeah to me the way i'd measure it is like what were my favorite episodes doing and i would put two of those up there but i think definitely us three 
jamming together are probably still my favorite ones, but there were a few banger guests that were just like memorable, right? And like Jack said, the ones that kind of understand the format and maybe that's partly on us to kind of tee them up and say like, this is the vibe of the show. I think a lot of them, if they've listened, they kind of get it, but it is quite difficult to have a chemistry. And I think us three, when we started together, it just kind of worked, but obviously it's got way better after doing a hundred of these. And so I think that's an interesting thing of thinking about like why we would bring a guest on and you know, Trung's your point earlier, like definitely helps you build your audience or whatever, but genuinely we've never really talked about it like that. Like we've never said, oh, let's get this person because it's going to yeah. really help us grow our podcast. Like we've not, that's never been the motivation. And we've done zero, like, on, if we're being honest, we've done almost zero growth at all. Yeah. Like everything you're supposed to do to grow a podcast, like yeah. we've dabbled, right? We've done a couple of videos, like sure. But in totality, we've done nothing. Yeah, it's been very organic, yeah. Which I guess, I was about to say it's a bit embarrassing, but actually it's not because like we've all grown things in different platforms and yeah, it just, I actually don't feel like it's super necessary. Like initially it was because I guess a year ago, we're like, oh, we need to get advertisers and obviously things are really cool now, like very difficult to lock it in. And it's just like, all right, well, who cares? Like I can show checks.art. And I'll show Creator Lab, right? We yeah. joked about that last couple of episodes. But, but I, uh, I think even that, Trungdo, you're right. Like, I know we kind of made a joke about the shield segment or whatever, but genuinely, like, all of us have kind of come back to that thing over and over again. of like, why are we doing this? Oh, we're having fun. We enjoy doing it. Let's keep it going. Now, I will say at some point, we're going to say, oh, we're spending thousands of dollars on editing. We're, you know, spending a few hours a week on this. Like, there there's opportunity costs, right? And so I would be more than happy if this was a break-even project where we didn't spend our own money, that would be great. Like that would be, an, I mean, we'll get to the question later, but someone asked this question about what the next hundred should look like for us. Um, so maybe we'll transition to that in a second. But on the guest, the last thing I was gonna say, the model for this where I've thought about it quite a bit, like you mentioned Flagrant before, it's probably my favorite podcast, right? Like a lot of the idea for the initial podcast came from thinking of, a flagrant and all in pod, even like brilliant idiots for me with Charlemagne and Andrew Schultz. It's about like topical stuff, but keep it fun. Um, and no one was really doing it that well, apart from all in, obviously. Uh, but they're not like comedians, right? Like they're like three, four. It gets pretty. It gets pretty serious on that show. It gets very serious, and they yeah. talk a lot of politics, which gets a bit boring to me. But I think it's still useful stuff. So to me, this has still been a very unique like lane that's naturally come about. And that's kind of actually to answer that question unexpected. Like if you just think of the evolution of the content, like we started with Bored Apes, like that was episode three or two. It was actually episode zero, Jack's well, first NFT. Well, episode two was Jack's NFT, Jack's right? NFT. And we didn't say, oh, we're going to talk about it. We just said, we're going to talk about stuff that's interesting. And it just happened to be, there was a wave of Web3 stuff. We all were very into it. That was a bit of a um, a ride, a wave to ride, and then after that, you know, it's been a bear market. We talked about bear market, and then we've kept it real. Like we didn't just do Web three, right? Even though it's quite tempting at one point because it's a huge growth curve. We did exactly. We definitely we considered did, it. Listen, we we definitely considered it, right? Yeah. But it goes back to the points. Like looking back, it's like why? What was the reason for well, it? It was just if, a cash in, honestly. But that's why it comes back to that same point. If we were doing it for purely numbers, purely revenue, that would be the right move. It's like hone in on a niche audience and like 
bang it out and like that wasn't really that would have felt way much way too much like work and oh, like man. doing something I can't, yeah. it, would, it would have sucked like it trying to do a news report right or something yeah i'm like so research. glad we didn't oh yeah, yeah the yeah, whole thing the the i think maybe we've discussed this before but like we can prepare for the episodes by basically scrolling back through the group chat from the week yeah. before it's like well that was how the telegram started we were just going to share it i will say actually we, we should actually talk about that for the things we should do differently basically like what the initial idea for telegram was and the community and how that's kind of changed so yeah i don't want to cut you off go on finish what you're saying no that's that was near enough it just like the the byproduct of stuff you're already sharing between each other versus like hey, you have to go and research this this week or you have to go and find something interesting Yeah. versus like, here's this thing that I'm not even thinking about the podcast when I'm sending that to you guys. I'm just like, this is, this like is interesting. funny or interesting or something. Yeah. And then it's like, oh, we should talk about that on the podcast. It's like a secondary thing as opposed to, yeah, I'm going to start, you know, the best edge of the internet podcast in the yeah, world yeah. go out <laughs> looking for stuff that you don't give a shit about that you can't yeah. like even com like make a compelling conversation around because you don't have an opinion. So yeah, that's, that's another a great like, way to put it. When people are asking for like advice on how to start, it's like you have to, for it to be sustainable, it has to just be an extension of something you already care about or something that you can add additional context to without it feeling like this mega hard lift. And I, yeah. I don't know, that's like such a cliche, that advice, but it's so for something like this where you're just sitting in front of a microphone and talking about stuff if you don't have like opinions already in your head about the thing it's like it's gonna be very hard it's very very hard to, yeah, to be right. to record for 60 minutes and say something interesting yeah. yeah that's a great way to put it and then sorry this was actually a question in the telegram from Forez for us uh, top tip for someone thinking of starting a podcast but not sure how to start. So I think we've already given like four or five there. Yeah. Anything else to add on that, boys? Before well, we, I'll, let on. me add to that, and I'll say I'll say one more thing about the unexpected. It was unexpected how much alpha Jack was putting in front of my face, and that I didn't grab. <laughs> like, yes. Plus one to that. Once a month or once a oh quarter. Oh my god! It just all money was being presented to That's me. That's a great one. Unexpected. And I, Literally, literally in your face. And this again speaks to the motivation of the show. None of this is like, hey, I'm going to get insider information on like the hottest. None of that's what it was, right? It's like, we didn't even month. know what NFTs were when yeah. we started, really. It was pretty much a new idea, right? But the so amount of alpha that was going on and that was not capitalized on was, is remarkable. That's uh, a good one. I would add to that that Jack, like the amount of times something has happened completely unexpected from mostly from where jack mentioned something we're like what the hell are you talking about or like sometimes jack sends his dms and me and trung are like what the hell is on your feed because it's an insane <laughs> feed i, I wanted to see Bro, that feed jack for a day sent a pdf of like a, yeah. the most unhinged <laughs> so political research report i'd ever seen he's like boys this is what i get my inbox that word at 99 <laughs> yeah, in there yeah it was like yeah, it, it I looked had to like a to get on that list too that's not <laughs> That's not something you could sign up for. Uh, it's the amazing. Illuminati newsletter. There we go. Man, wait, wait, let's, uh, let's, uh, well, Jack, do you have any thoughts about us dropping the alpha? Do you laugh? Or like, I mean, obviously, you no, don't care I mean, uh, the other thing is like, I wasn't even presenting it that way either. Yeah, you, know? you weren't like, saying, it, yeah. I wasn't saying buy this thing or do this. <laughs> yeah, like, saying, please don't. This is like, I know this is fucking idiotic. Like, I was talking to Seal about this last night. I was like, how on earth 
the board ape thing specifically it was like what was going through my mind like to 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 have sat through that for a year or something just like i can't even i can't even put myself back in that position now because i was like that was crazy and i was just like yeah i guess just fascinated by what was going on to the, the degree where i don't know you get some conviction about the technology i don't know i don't know but there was uh yeah that at no point because i don't also like i do not want the responsibility of telling somebody to do something that doesn't work out and, and like, yeah, it yeah, goes both completely. it goes both ways i mean you've actually said this in the previous podcast it's like listen if you're taking credit on the way up you're gonna have to yeah, take right, all the blame right, on the right. way down right so yeah. uh uh yeah again People, the name of the show is not investment advice. No, I'm I'm quasi joking that we dropped the alpha, but it is like it's objectively hilarious. No, we did, and <laughs> no, no, but the truth is, no, no. I'm saying, uh, I will say, I've learned one thing from the last two years is how to deal with FOMO, especially yeah. in a financial market where we were on this crazy bull run. Everywhere you look, people are like just making hand over fist, like hundreds of thousands, like game, like life-changing amounts of money. And like yeah. some of those people are our listeners, right? Like we've, I've got messages from people who said, I bought X number of board apes and <laughs> I bought a house. I bought, you know, I bought Jack's checks like recently and like made a crazy thing. And, and like, hold on, like, I just yeah. want to say this out before you finish that because you nailed it. You know how many people have messaged me asking me if I got in early on yeah. checks? I'm and like, what like, do you mean get in early? It's an open mint or open edition. Yeah. Like anybody could have bought anything for $8. And I got z literally zero. I bought zero <laughs> checks. <laughs> well, that, that's what I'm saying. Is... Like, I don't think, yeah. like, I think that's the other thing about a lot of this stuff is the, like all of these themes of something being organic or not. It's like, if it's not organic, like you, you cannot expect sustained growth, right? Without, uh, there's probably some, sophisticated biological metaphor in there but it's like it's not a self-sustaining self-propelling thing um and there's plenty of that going on especially in nfts it's just like all this like coordination you know nothing about um yeah i don't know uh the we also just like mirrored the market so ridiculously like we were all like into it writing about it making stuff and there was like Euphoric. a like, three-month period where we were just like, guys, we need to go get jobs and, you know, become plumbers or something. Like we yeah. were like really, <laughs> yeah. we really mapped to the market big time on like... I still feel like that now. What are you talking yeah. about? <laughs> <laughs> you know, seeing these layoffs Wait, going Jack, on, none of them. We didn't do open editions that are top of OpenSea, buddy. Like yeah. you're, you're talking to a different group here. I'm saying we leveled out. I'm not saying yeah. we're back. I'm saying we leveled back out to like consensus on... Yeah, we need to be making stuff, getting our heads down. We can't just be, you know, yeah, yeah, winging our point. savings into cartoon toads and and doing what, you know. Well, let's, actually, let's address Faraz's question because he asked, uh, I'm going to say this and this 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 dovetails on what Jack just mentioned. And for Jack has a famous this is pointless graph. Uh, if anybody's seen it, I'm sure a lot of listeners have. But uh, the only advice that I don't think we've touched on about, you know, was it Faraz? He said, should I start a podcast or what is the advice? I'll actually say something that our friend David Senra from the Founders Podcast recently told me a couple of weeks ago. So a little inside baseball for the listeners, like again, once a month, I'll probably shoot some idea. I don't know, we'll brainstorm. I'll be, guys, we should do, I think I asked you guys, we should do a daily podcast like once a quarter. And then, uh, 
this time I kind of floated it and like Bilal, like, like, uh, this is how Bilal bats down my like insane request. <laughs> he just goes, let's talk about it after the podcast. Yeah, Tuesday, yeah, 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 yeah. Knowing that I'll forget about it. No, no, but, not even forget. Just yeah, more like, yeah. no, I mean, I it. think it's actually quite interesting to share like th- how this stuff, we've talked about doing this. I would love to do something like that, but just to be completely straight up, like just to produce this once a week, like the amount it's of time and energy, it's already like takes up quite a lot of time it's not always 100% perfect it takes yeah. so to do it every day we would have to basically hire more people and like and which is not a crazy thing to do but for us to all commit to that would probably not well you know what let's, let's throw right this now. out here would uh, I don't know if anyway if you're listening uh, feel free to DM or message but would a daily 10 to 15 minute just that dose of the stupidity would that st- stupid dose be something you'd want uh, every day uh, so just think about that. But let me answer Faraz's larger question. And I'll, I'll say this to um, uh, to David Senra. So I messaged David and go, hey, think about doing a daily. Because uh, I know that you did a founder daily. Well, he started a daily, which is only one or two minutes. So David's podcast, incredible. Founders, we had him on a couple of uh, episodes ago. And he just goes, this is my advice. So I'm just going to parrot him. He goes, do you think you can do something like this for 10 years? That, that was it. That's all he asked. Yeah, that's a great question. And yeah. I'm like, wow. Freaking podcast Socrates over here. And I'm Man, just like, that episode yeah, as well. Good. That's the best no. place to send yeah. people. Yeah, send yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Well, actually, yes, exactly. Listen to that. So that's a great capsule of his thinking. And I was just like, that is such a great question to ask, right? Even if it's not exactly 10 years. So I, I would present that as my answer to Raz. Like, whatever you're deciding, whatever format you think you'll do, is this something that you could potentially do for 10 years? And 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 the reason. I mean, really, it's very quite simple. And David just, uh, uh, he, he drilled it home. He's like, listen, all the payoffs are towards the end, right? Like everything, yeah, we know, like we talk and joke about compounding, but he's actually like, he's just like, listen, if you're not going to do it for that long, like, well, you're not going to get the payoff. That's the entire point. So I would offer that as the advice. And not to say that we'll do this for 10 years. I mean, I think we can. And I, I there's no, we just don't, don't really talk about it, but we've put ourselves into a situation where, yes, we can do this for 10 years. Because it's low lift, right? And we yeah, enjoy it. Exactly. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, and my, my thing to answer your question for us on top tip, we've covered like five or six of these already. So just summary from the top of my head is like the most important is knowing why you're doing it and staying true to that when you inevitably are like, oh, I need to grow. I need to do X, Y, Z. I need to bring on guests and try this different format. Like you have to keep bringing yourself back to why am I doing this? And I'm optimizing my life around why I'm doing this. The second one is commit to doing 10, 15 minimum and just say, like, even if you just record them and don't release them yet, like just commit to doing that to get used to the reps of recording and and you'll see what you like and it will evolve as you do more of those, obviously. Um, And like I will say, make your sound quality, specific for an audio podcast, good enough from day one, which all that means is buying $50 mic, it's easy. I've I've got a, I can share it in my uh, in the show notes, but I've got like a thing on Creator Lab with different options for microphones to use at different price points and stuff like that. Um, and just make it super easy for yourself, and that's the most important part. And the last part is expectations. Like this audience size of podcasts is way smaller in terms of number of listens or downloads compared to what you're used to seeing on social media of hundreds of thousands and millions of views for a three minute video. And like, just look at the averages. There's, there's basically, like ours would be already in the top 1% based on our size. And that is not even that huge, right? Like it's a decent size for what we do. 
but um that's another thing when you if you especially if you're used to doing something else and you're used to being like oh my thread got three hundred thousand views or a million views in in a day you have to put put it in perspective of like that is someone reading and scrolling through a thread on an open platform that you don't own this is a platform where someone's listening to you for an hour so the depth of engagement is just way higher so that's just something it comes back to like why you're doing it in the first place so that's kind of my uh, best tips as well um anything else boys before we move on to a couple more things solid that was solid yeah. solid drunk all right predictions for podcasts this is an interesting one trung through this in our group chat well full transparency trung through all five of these questions so uh, uh thanks to trung on that one um yeah so the question is where do you think podcasting is going as a space? Uh, yeah, I, I'll throw it over to you guys. I've got some ideas too, but uh, curious to hear yours first. Actually, Bilal, I'd love to hear your thoughts more on the, because uh, uh, the, the two things that we're going to discuss news-wise, I actually don't think we'll hit them. Like the, uh, but it's the kind of related to this, yeah. It's very related, right? We're going to talk about, there's a semaphore article about uh, Spotify and they, they're having a lot of podcast difficulties. I'll actually break that down because I love Bilal's take on this. And the other part was uh, we're going to talk about Sujin, uh, Susan Wojcicki, the CEO of YouTube, 16th uh, employee at uh, at Google. She left YouTube after 10 years. Neil Mohan, shout out another Indian CEO, uh, although we just lost a female CEO in Silicon Valley. But uh, you know what? It, it might be worth it just to explore this because those two companies are probably and Apple's is completely, they just don't care. I, has anybody cared less about a category than Apple podcasts? Yes, yeah, like They literally had the and first And what's annoying is they still have the monopoly power because they're still the biggest. Yeah, crazy. it's crazy, yeah, right? So let me actually break down the, let me, let me break down the Spotify situation and then I'll, I'll let me throw it to Bilal and then, uh, and then Jack's thoughts on Bilal's thoughts. So this is the article. It's very interesting from Semaphore. We'll put it in the show notes. But so Dawn Ostroff uh, was a former television producer uh, and then she became the head of content for Spotify. And as we've talked about, and a lot of us probably remember over the past two years, Spotify has gone balls deep into podcast, right? We might have to edit that word out. But uh, so they spent uh, half a billion on uh, content, premium content, uh, Joe Rogan, uh, The Ringer, Alice Cooper from Color Daddy, uh, a Gimlet, and uh, big contracts for the Obamas, uh, Meghan Markle, and Prince Harry, among others. There's even more. So they spent half a mil- half a billion on content, and then they also spent about half a billion on the back end. Anchor, which does uh, was it is Anchor for editing, editing and no, producing. I think they host. They host hosting. as well. Okay. Yeah. Anchor does hosting, and then they did Megaphone, uh, of which is for ad placement. So actually, I have noticed with Spotify a lot more uh, like uh, the uh, the algorithmic ad placements or sorry, uh, was it programmatic ads? Um, and I know that because I'll be listening to Bill Simmons and I'll get an ad for a Canadian bank. I'm like, okay, I see what's going on here. Um, but basically, this was the takeaway from the article. So Spotify needs to go, what is going into podcasts because their existing business structure, which last episode, Dan Runcie from Trapdoor kind of discussed is like, it's not a great business model for Spotify, the, the music one, because no matter how big that company gets, they don't get any benefits of scale from the songs because they have to pay 60-70% in royalties no matter what, right? So like between 1 million subscribers uh, to 20 million, however many people are streaming and listening, they don't get any benefits on the margins. However, 
podcast, which if you do own it, you get much better margin structure. And if you can create this uh, a programmatic advertising, it's much more beneficial because if you look at the pure numbers, and this kind of addresses the question about where is podcast headed, podcasts are about $1 billion a year in advertisements. It's tiny. But radio, terrestrial radio still does 10 plus billion. And people have been saying, oh, podcasts will replace radio, but people are underestimating like how much of middle America just listens to radio while they're driving, right? It's not podcasts. Um, so that's all of a, a roundabout way of saying Dawn Ostrov's, uh, Ostrov's uh, she, she had to resign in January. Her approach of basically like getting an Obama or getting a Prince Harry, like paying big dollars and kind of like microwaving like these big hits, it just hasn't worked. It just... Everything we've talked about, you podcasting is the last thing you can microwave overnight. Right, there inorganic. Been, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, the all-in was a, a rarity because it is huge, and it happened very quickly, very atypical. But you, I think, I think the powerful thing about that is, it's like you know that these guys know each other and spend time together, and this is like putting a camera and a microphone on a conversation they'd already be having, <clears throat> versus like. What is the agenda that we're going to drip out over these 12 episodes? And how do we, you know, there's like this line between, or sorry, there's a spectrum between like totally organic shooting the shit. And then there's like hyper produced, serial, amazing, like storytelling. And then there's a middle ground, which is just no man's land, which is like partially scripted conversations and like. Or like get, get like an Obama or Prince Harry and like put guests on their show, right? Right. There's, there's there's probably not the chemistry you're looking for. Like Obama and Bruce Springsteen had a podcast. I haven't listened to a single episode. Like, I lo- and I deeply respect and have followed both of those careers. It's just that idea never resonated. Yeah, or appealed yeah, to yeah, me. yeah. It feels forced. And it's like the format feels beneath a lot of these people too. Let's be honest. Like the podcast <laughs> yeah. is yeah. like, it feels like uh, it's more of a punk format. You know, Joe Rogan's the biggest podcaster in the world. Like it's got the ground up vibe to it and like the you know coming from above that medium and not like making a name on it just like sort of doing it as another format of a distribution that you yeah it just doesn't but feel ja, the same ja, i 100 agree and i'll just add to that to say i love the way you just said like top down versus bottom up i also think what's to me what makes podcasts very unique and why they've like kicked off so much in the last few years is because they've looked at traditional media and there's something completely different. Like the best ones, in my opinion, are way different to, especially interview podcasts. Joe Rogan's was the best because it's literally him being curious for three hours with all sorts of people. He doesn't have the constraints of a TV boring radio yeah. interview yeah. where they're like, we're going to be on for 20 minutes. Here's the PR points. And I get I get this even for my podcast. I, the the publicist will send me a bunch of questions. And I'm like, oh, this is great. I might use two. And then I'll like make my own ones up. And the difference between that and what Joe Rogan does, and then let's say, you know, you go, you, any TV interview just feels well, like complete Shrung's waste of time. This, most of the time. The scoop on that too, right? Like you're in the green room. Yeah, in the green CNBC. Yeah, and they're telling you, this I haven't is your been position. back since we cut that video, buddy. <laughs> when yeah, since yeah, yeah. Smart Nonsense cut that video. <laughs> crickets i think uh, i think it go. got buried after that one for the listeners don't know there's a, a, a during a podcast our podcast maybe episode 20 i was talking about how when you get put on cnbc they literally they email you and they're like hey listen you have to pick a side 
and send us your arguments in advance, which I get it. You, you want good TV and people should have a thought, but it's also insane because I don't have an actual opinion about these things. So like I was asked, should Apple buy it? Should Apple buy it? At like a film studio. <laughs> I had zero opinion, boys. So I Googled it. I saw an article from other reporters like buy Lionsgate film. So I just copied that, put it in my brain, and now thought it was my own idea. And now if anybody asked me what Apple should do, I'm like, yeah, buy Lionsgate. And if you disagree, <laughs> if you disagree with me, like I will go this, to the woodshed with you, This guy says it's a good right? idea, yeah. Yeah, so. Uh, I wrote 10,000 words on it, so it must be true. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, no, Bilal is 100% correct on, uh, no, Bilal, so like, could you actually pull in that thread a bit more? And it actually speaks to how YouTube has become actually the whale in the podcast space. Un- unexpected, they put, I know that YouTube has a podcast unit now, but I mean, those short clips where R- Rogan came up, actually, a lot of his popularity came from these short yeah, clips definitely. on YouTube. Um, I mean, YouTube is, if you're talking about the future of podcasts, I mean, YouTube is honestly for the discoverability angle. I discover a shit ton of podcasts on YouTube just from like the small clips. Yeah. So yeah, man, like thoughts on YouTube for the future of podcasts and things of that nature. Yeah. I think, um, well, just to comment on the Spotify thing really quickly, I think it was smart for them to just signal to the market. We care about this. We're going to invest in this. But if you look at a deal by deal basis, I think they underestimated how much, that would actually drive in terms of downloads and and like listening essentially so even like joe rogan's podcast i know the numbers are still crazy but just again nf1 with me like i I used to listen to pretty much every joe rogan podcast when it would come out like at least 75 percent and i've listened to maybe less than five percent since it's went on spotify just because it's like there's more friction i don't i think the experience for listening podcasts on spotify is not the best personally but i'm like a power user so, um, but I just know, like, like to me, a dedicated podcast, like where you go and you press a button and that's where you listen to podcasts is just really important to me is how I also feel about um, YouTube. So like, even if you look as someone who creates, as we create podcasts, if you just see the retention on audio platforms like uh, an Apple or Spotify versus let's say YouTube, the, the attention span on YouTube is still less most of the time. And not just for me, like for everyone. And so, um, because again it comes back to that format like when you're creating an actual video like you people can have background play but like less than five percent of people use background play because they have premium because uh, that's oh, the only premium that's feature a, that's a legit that's a legit that, okay yeah, i pay I, for I, premium that's right yeah me too and that's why it's a good experience right but if they gave everyone background play and had a dedicated podcast oh, tab i think podcast. it would be like a massive increase personally because then there's no reason to not use youtube and um yeah, I've never understood that. I've never understood why background play is not a. I think, I think no, they just make way more money off premium. It's a carrot for them to get people to pay, so mm, that's yeah, that why they don't do but it. I thought you might be able to tier it like background play with ads versus background play without ads. Yeah, that that might be. I, I, an I mean, easy I'm one. sure they've had that think, conversation. There's smart people working there, but like. Yeah, they are smart, but I'm just being honest. I think the way their team's doing it, like I've spoken to them quite a lot about this. Like very smart people, but it's quite disjointed. It's not just YouTube, it's everyone at Google, mm. right? It's a big company. There's d- different competing OKRs within different teams. Like, you know, especially your targets for the quarter of the year. And I just think just to get something over the line, just takes so much effort. And like, the, I would question if their priorities are actually in line with what should be 
happening. Uh, and I, and again, just me being 100% off, um, honest here, my boy who listened to this show, he's probably listening to it right now, is the podcast guy there. So I'm not like being disrespectful. I've said it to him in person as well. Like he was not like the number one podcast list in the world, right? Like he worked primarily on YouTube, saw an opportunity. He's doing, I'm sure, a decent job there. But it's not like they're... They're like, oh, we're all power users of podcasts. Let's make the best experience but for fair podcast enough, listeners. It's the same reason that Apple, ha- I mean, this the pie, I mean, the, the prize is just not that big relative yeah, to everything that's, else, that's right? true. And uh, that's the reality. Th- that's a fair point. Exactly. My, my, like, my gut on that is like, that's got to keep people on the platform. The, like, those are some of the longest videos on YouTube, yeah. right? The hour and two hour long, excuse me, conversations. Like, even... Rogan, like what that would do for royalties and creator earnings for people that are publishing on YouTube, if people could listen in 95% more situations, you're going to kick more revenue to the people producing the long form content. And then that flywheel spins. It just seems like, it seems like an odd, it seems like only for like mega power users would it, prompt you to upgrade but for i think it would change a massive macro behavior if they just rolled it into the free version of the youtube app because i think even on like an android or something it's probably not the case right it's an ios it's a limitation of ios maybe or i don't know i don't know no i think that's i think that's one of the main features of youtube premium because if you go on the if you go on their landing page it's literally like the first or second one i think it's download video uh, a, a background play and no ads probably and no ads yeah yeah, yeah. those are the three well, main selling points i Boys. think uh, they gone no no go go i was gonna it's gonna be a distraction go i was just gonna say uh i remember for a short period of time they they introduced background play without the paid it was like a tiny window before they added it to premium and i remember being like wow this is like game changer for anyone like i'm in the gym listening to grind sets for an hour like i can't do that <laughs> without the background play i don't want a true view ad in the middle of like mm. people going mad and you know what i mean like um so i i'm sure you know that part i trust them in terms of like they run the numbers to say what percentage of our audience can we get to be paying users what are the three most important you know value propositions they know ads background play and download are Actually, that's why I pay for it. So I, I completely get it. Mm-hmm. But I think specifically for podcasting, that is like, you're not going to, if you're having the frame of how do I create the best postcard podcast app, that frame says you need background plays and non-negotiable. That is all of podcasting. Two, video, you already have that, right? No one else has that apart from Spotify. And most of their content isn't video. It's just like, you know, a few people have that. And then the third is like, let people download it for offline, either on the plane or whatever. So that, that makes a lot of sense for podcasts, but it comes back to my point. There's competing ideologies within YouTube, I'm sure. Someone who's driving the podcast agenda says, yeah, let's do this. Let's do RSS feeds, which is another thing they're trying to do. Um, and then someone else is like, actually, we, like, we have to focus our energy on these other things. So I think to answer your question, Trunk, how do I think it will keep evolving? I think for YouTube specifically, they're going to keep growing either way in this category just because they're YouTube, because they're the number one video site and just looking at a macro level of population of the world that has internet access and video bandwidth, they're already just going to keep growing. And secondly, if you look at the number of people that listen to podcasts, it's still, you know, it's way more than it was five years ago, but it's still 
I think maybe 50% of the population doesn't listen regularly, maybe more. So I think there's another element there as well. So I think naturally they'll keep growing and then every year they'll pull out a stat to be like, oh, we're the biggest podcasting platform because of some random you know, metric they've pulled. And so that'll keep those people in their jobs moving forward. And that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't think it's enough to actually take over Apple share and Spotify share. Um, it would just be a natural growth they're already getting and they'll make a few tweaks to it. So um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I could be completely wrong, but that's my opinion on it. You, you know who's a dark horse actually? I think based on, I mean, you talk about discoverability, right? I mean, that, that, that's the YouTube edge. And, and they don't have to change anything really to your point, like within, they just YouTube, the discoverability recommendation engine is always going to be there. Um, they don't really have to change much, but I think because of what Twitter's revenue is, and it's Twitter, people have spoken about this, is where most podcast recommendations probably get shared, if we're being honest, right? Like between individuals outside of like group chats. And um, they, I think, have a chance to really, it's obviously complicated, but they already have spaces. So they figured out the audio side. Uh, at least the live audio, uh, but and they actually click on the spaces button. There, it's looking early into what might become like a full suite of podcast tools. Yeah, um, that would be sick. But I think that would be. I mean, listen for discovery. You that would be huge. I I agree. They have an opportunity there. The only thing I'd say is if they do what a lot of those established companies do, which is oh, we're going to add this on and it's going to be like, oh, now you can listen to podcasts, but it's not all of them, you know, whatever else it is. That's like, you really need to do this properly. And that means giving people what they're already used to, which is a dedicated space to listen to their stuff and make sure all of them are there. And that's actually not that hard to do. I, I know there's like exclusive ones on Spotify, but basically anything that you can uh, RSS subscribe to on a regular podcast app like Overcast or whatever, you can bring that all to any other oh, yeah. platform. Oh yeah, all the content's open. real. Like, it's all exactly. available, right? So anyway, yeah, I think there's definitely, uh, and to answer the question actually from my side, the other things I think that are going to evolve is just maturity. Is I would put it in this bucket of just maturing because one, is the numbers going up, but two, if you're used to any other form of media, like, you know, we're in 2023, man, and I'm still reading out a a Shopify ad, you know, like for 30 seconds, doing it 12 times to get it right. Like that's, that's crazy to me. Like when I started the pod in 2015, I recorded ads then and I was like, I can't believe I'm recording ads. And now however many years later, it's the same. And so that is something where, like you mentioned Spotify, there's our web, our audio host, Acast actually has a pretty decent like dynamic option where you can press a button and say, here's a one minute ad slot dynamically insert an audio ad that should be happening way more as a percentage of the pie um but it's quite a hard problem because you need to be doing that at the host level because spotify is only going to play ads on 20 percent of my downloads so i'm not going to like really care that much to like focus my efforts on it so i think just moving to a world where there's dynamic ads there's programmatic ads that like what you talked about earlier seems obvious um, and like all the analytics and production stuff, I think will just keep improving. I, I think it's still like, feels very 2005 to me. Like the analytics I get for podcasts are like worse than Google analytics like 10 years ago. Like it's super basic. So um, yeah, that's the, the few areas. Like if you're building in that world, I think they there's massive opportunity for growth there. So um, yeah, anything else boys before we wrap it up with a few listener questions? I was gonna say one thing we didn't cover, 
but you pro- boys probably saw was uh, Zuck getting on the paid verification. Oh, yeah, yeah, train. yeah. Saw That's that. That's you yeah, have to yeah, give yeah. that a nod. We'll come back to that next week, but uh, talk about monetizing a platform that has uh, network effects. Yeah, that's, they, I mean, that's somebody ran move. the numbers on that. They're like, uh, they think they can get 20 million users. So that's uh, that's a lot, man. 300 million. That, that's a material. They can make money. They could, that could be a, a billion plus business easily. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, the, the, yeah, the, the scale of it. What is it? Ten times bigger than Twitter? Maybe yeah. bigger than that. Yeah. Is it on, two billion people? Or the, I don't even know. I think it's bigger now. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But yeah. crazy. Anyway, continue. All right. Cool. Um, I think this one's going to be a short one. Would we do it again? Um, that was a Trunks question. Would you, just a quick fire answer to that one, boys. Would you do this all again? I think I know the answer. Yeah, yeah. 100%. 100%. Yeah, 100% as I'd well. capitalize more on the alpha, though. Let, let me, That's let me, true. Let me say. <laughs> yeah, we'd be retired if that was the case. <laughs> Jesus Christ. All right. And there's here's a few listener questions. I thought these were actually quite good. Thanks for sharing these in the Telegram group chat, everyone. Um, Colfax asked is quite a cool question what is something in your life that when looking back you wish you would have committed to doing a hundred times like the podcast uh or something you'd like to do a hundred times in the future i like that any anything coming to mind for you guys you know what i i, I this is something that i i know i will do in the future i need a sauna machine man i nothing Ooh. makes me happier than getting oh, a sauna man. life so i know good. jack owns a house jack get a sauna on the property bro i'll be there yeah. every All single right. day have you got a sauna jack no, 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 I'm no, saying no. get one on the property right. with um, an ice plunge outside. Just yeah, go full Huberman lab. No, but let's say maybe ten years. What would it? What did I wish I'd done? Uh, I wish I tweeted earlier. That I'll I'll, I'll say that. Yeah, a hundred percent. I wish I'd been more consistent on putting stuff on public. I went through waves. I did a long college stop for a decade, and that act. And we talked about it. It's corny, but like just that act of getting in the flow. What Bilal said for like. Record 10 things. Don't even have to release it. Just you need to get those reps in. It's corny AF. But yeah, no, but it's true. 100%. Yeah. So I'd say that for content. Uh, and I don't want to get stuck in the content. Well, maybe oh, I'll buck in two things. Content and fitness or like some type of like daily activity um, on the fitness. I, I, here's a curveball. What about um, for, we don't always talk about family life, but I'm just curious since we're on a refl- reflecting mood. It's just post Valentine's Day. How would you apply that idea? Something you'd want to do 100 times essentially uh in relationships or family this curse from two dads oh, wow ziti you know what i'm gonna do uh there we go there we friend go. of the podcast <laughs> jim o'shaughnessy he's got Legs, a great yeah. practice that i have yet to adopt but he wrote letters to his kids when they were oh man you know wow. one two three four five uh, oh that's incredible just an incredible and like i think that to your partner to your kids to people in your life you care about can look back at the evolution of your relationship. I think it's the same idea of like writing down what you think. Yeah, we all do that because we want to get a business off the ground or you want to get people to like respond to your ideas on the internet. But those same ideas, like expressing yourself to the people that you care about is a very uh, strong habit to make too. I'm going to I'm, I could get a lot one. better at it. I'll be completely frank. I'm much better at Twitter than I am at writing <laughs> letters to my family, which is a sad thing to admit, but it's true. I, I'm in the same bucket. That is, that really resonates because there was a period where actually I was doing that. I was writing uh, handwritten letters to people that really mattered to me and completely stopped doing that. Like, lot, like 10, 15 years. 
and uh, no, that's amazing. We gotta get back on it. Hopefully, anyone listening can uh, let us know. That's a great one. Start the habit with us. That's a great one, dude. That's a a great one. Right, I sent this in the group chat. But after Trung mentioned Tupac last week, I was on a Tupac Tupac train for the week, man. And uh, the classic song "Letter to My Unborn Child." Oh man, that is uh, on the same theme. I mean, he's an absolute killer, man. I I forgot how good he was. Um, Yeah, all right. That was. I'm glad I asked that one. Okay, I think that was. Good. Was there anything else for you guys on the hundred? The times? next hundred. The next hundred. Oh yeah, yeah. No, sorry, uh, nothing hundred times uh, for me. Nothing All right, more. I would say uh, I didn't really answer it. I think we've kind of touched it on like the recap shows. I would say the writing one for me is interesting because, I, like, I've been writing for a long, long time since I was a kid. I did like the Arsenal blog every day for like hundred. Like, I can't. I probably did five hundred blog posts at one point, and. Yeah, and that was amazing. But it was literally, I'd go to my my uh, computer. It was like blogger or whatever back in the day. And I would just write directly in there. It was terrible, but it was just like, you know, putting out my thoughts. And it was like really great. And then I'd say like, now I do write quite often just for myself, like normal notes and stuff. For Creator Lab, I did it like during, when I was going pretty hard in the pandemic, I started writing on Twitter for like two, three months. And, and I saw a lot of benefit and it was great and it was really nice to get it out. But after, basically once we started the show, I don't know if you guys have noticed, I basically haven't been tweeting for a long oh, time. Oh yeah, I, I saw some banger threads you had back yeah, in the yeah. day, dude. There were a you, few you... that were, which were great. And I, I really like writing, but I would say the reason I stopped doing it really was because I kind of optimized my whole life at that point around what are things I like doing? I want to spend more time, you know, doing positive things. And that, that, like, like the creative part was really being filled by doing a podcast. That's kind of what I like a hundred times more than even writing. So for me, it was like, oh, I'm doing this. You guys are already writing a bunch on Twitter. Let me just focus on making the audio good and concentrating on other parts of my life. At some point, there will be a time where I feel like really sharing more there again, or like wherever that might be. Um, and I haven't had that feeling as much, to be honest. So I think it has to be when you're really feeling it. But that would be something I wish I have been documenting a little bit more over the, over the years. Um, but yeah, that would Wait. be kind of my answer. Well, I got one more, Ashley. Uh, thanks for that one. So it sounds like we're actually all on the same page. We need all, all to do more writing. <laughs> yeah. For di- different purposes. Uh, I do have one more that came up uh, when you when you were mentioning the writing thing was a. Uh, basically the year before uh we had our kid uh i took up i tried sam Harris's waking up app um to actually get in a proper meditation cadence it's a very small commitment it's 10 minutes a day but i mean listen i've been completely off that train for the last five years but going through that at least once i think it was almost i think 150 200 days in a row i think 10 minutes a day is like just to know what that feels like that was something i definitely would have done earlier oh that's yeah class. that's yeah, a like that's having one. having the uh like it sounds corny but like actually watching your mind and having that's the whole mindfulness one. exercise oh yeah even if you, you get don't... toddlers doing that shit man i think it's a i think it's oh incredible. yeah it's incredible yeah it's yeah, like definitely. uh i wish i'd done that decades before because even though i don't do it as a daily practice now every now and then i'll just know that that's available and it really does ground you just like Man, watching your brain at work, it's it's absolutely bizarre. Like, yeah. it just, I, this is the one thing I was, will say from waking up, which really resonated with me. This is the analogy that Sam Harris uses. And whatever you think about Sam Harris, uh, I, very, I know that I'm a fan. Uh, and I know that 
people may not be as big fans, but I think if you look at his mindfulness stuff, it's very powerful. The thing that is interesting was he said, you can't control what you listen to, right? So if you're actually just standing on a street, you can't, you, whatever sounds are happening in the world, you do not get to pick and choose what you hear, right? It's like if a, if a, if a police car with a siren comes screeching down the road, you can't choose to, I mean, you can plug your ears after the fact, but you can't stop it from coming into ears to begin with, right? But that's basically what happened with thoughts in your brain. It was like, if you just watch your brain, it just, it goes wild. And uh, it's like those sounds, you actually don't control. Uh, I mean, you can, but typically you don't over the course of the day control what is just kind of popping in and out. And the whole point that he's making is like, just as you'd stand on the street and become aware of what you're hearing, like you'll hear a bird chirp. You can't stop that from coming your ear. Like that's literally what's happening with your thoughts. They're just yeah. popping in there. You just have to be aware of that and, uh, and try not to let those each individual thing just kind of take you in different directions. So that was, yeah, that's that a was, great one, man. Good. I would, I would add, uh, uh, I, I like the app as well. I use it and, uh, it's, he's, he's got like quite a soothing, calm voice. Yeah. It works quite well. Uh, if you don't like his one, there's also headspace. I think it's, uh, Andy something put a car. I forgot his surname, but I, I use that one a lot. Like back in the day, I haven't used it for a while, but that's a good one. And then calm.com, they've got a good app too. So between those three, you're great if you get background played on youtube there's a bunch of uh good ones Ooh, on there as just, well for just free. go one hour white noise or one hour sam Harris. yeah like, yeah it's free and then the other thing i'd say you mentioned sauna i i would also say i do that in the sauna it's actually a great like the, i think a lot of people think of meditation as i need to like get rid of my thoughts and that's not actually really what it's about right like you said it's just about what well, this form of meditation anyway is about just being mindful being aware of your thoughts given you're just becoming aware of what's around you and like the sounds and and basically being in the present moment. So like, I think the sauna is actually great if you don't want to spend twice the amount of time, just do it. A sauna is a great place for me personally. I'll just go in there and I'll just be like, okay, I'm just gonna just chill and like concentrate on my breathing for a little bit. And it's a perfect time to combine them as well. And then the other thing is if you do like, if you go into the park, you're walking around, like there's so many, like you meant, it sounds kind of cheesy, but like the bird chirping, like the, just being aware of like the branch moving, like there's, there's just like you, if you do that more often, you become so much more, more aware of everything around you. And uh, even stuff like when you're eating, if you put your, normally I'm like scoffing down my food, but every once in a while, I remember to just be like, let me just take a little second here and put it down. And that is like a little moment that you're like, oh, I'm actually eating this food. It's kind of amazing. So it's, I think that's <laughs> like that. I think that's These generally being. I know bangers. bangers and mash with the gravy. But yeah, I think that's a great one, Trunk. Thanks for sharing that one, Giza. Um, <laughs> yeah, Wait, I, I had one more uh, comment. I, I had a good, I have a good sauna story. I was in Helsinki when okay, you said well, a lot how of public does this saunas. End? Yeah, no, this one, this one's PG. Uh, but uh, so funny enough, Helsinki uh, in Finland they used to have a lot of public saunas but they actually stopped doing that because everybody in finland just has a sauna in their house now so the public sauna business is kind of dying so we went to i visited it in 2016 went to one of the last really big public saunas and uh i just rolled in there and with my buddy and it was hilarious because these old school you know the guys that go there and they're there for 10 hours a day and they're mad wrinkly they just saw these two young bucks roll and they're like we're gonna smoke these guys out as soon as we roll in water starts going on those coals just they're testing us didn't didn't even last like five minutes they're just hilarious that they knew these guys thought that they could hang but uh 
That's my sauna Mate, story. They don't play around PG with a sauna, sauna there. 100%. Oh, yeah. Not at all, man. All right. All right, boys. Let's uh, wrap it up with this. Well, well, there's two questions. We can see if we've answered that one already. But this one's from Wayne. What standout thing have you each learned from each other, the other two, during your time on NIA? So we can just go around if there's anything that comes to mind. I guess we've answered something like this in the past, I think. I don't know if all three of us were here for that one. But thanks, Wayne, for sending that question. I'm going to throw it out. We've talked about this in the past for sure, but Bilal's the only one that's done every 100 episodes. So we're just going to throw it out there. Yeah, you're the only one that's so. done yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You sick. are the Respect. you are the glue. Yeah, the, that's the true Thanks, consistency mate. there. So I'm going to shout that out. And uh, and, and for Jack watching, um, we'll, we'll focus on the NFT stuff in particular because it actually bookends the journey of uh, this NIA 100 episodes in. Literally the first episode was about uh, he had minted an NFT that was very uh, germane to that period, right? It was like when well, things started really popping off, that it had a successful mint. And then during the next 99 episodes, we went up and down. Like uh, famously, we joke about Jack buying into Board Apes early and then selling at the top. Uh, and then now, obviously, he has the top NFT in the freaking world, right? So watching your journey with the NFTs, and I shall be writing about this from my newsletter in the upcoming week. Jack knows this because I, I showed him the doc, but like, Watching and having just every week talking to you, but getting to see you implement uh, literally your most famous visualized value graphic of the This Is Pointless chart, it, I find that pretty incredible. Yeah, man. I, yeah, 100% agree. Thank you, boys. Jack, Hit you it. got some, uh, or do you want me to go? I think just, I think just the, I think absorbing some of the different skills and viewpoints, I think the like, I've learned maybe just to look at everything from a slightly different angle based on the way, you know, our conversations have three points of perspective most of the time. And that's not just professional. That's also like how you grew up, where you grew up, who you grew up around, where you've been, all that stuff. So I think no like specific thing, but more of an appreciation for like how you can, like everybody interprets the thing that we think is the same thing, we're all interpreting it slightly differently based on our experiences. And so that's been my, uh, yeah, that's been what I've loved about doing this. Yeah, that's a great, that's a great one. I'll, I'll just say mine as well. Um, for Jack, obviously similar to what Trung was saying, like it's been really cool just to see, I think going from Crater Lab, following your stuff from before that, but see those kind of principles actually be applied. I kind of mentioned this on the NFT episode a few weeks ago, but just not only has it been like, oh, there's this theory, but actually seeing you apply it is pretty, is pretty cool um, to see, like especially close up. And um, specifically, as I'm not a dad and you two are, just seeing, first of all, honestly, both of you, the fact you're able to balance like your you know, normal family life, like obviously a lot of parents do work. And so it's not like crazy, but specifically with Jack recently, you had your second kid and that was the week I think you launched checks. And like to see that that's even a possibility is kind of an amazing thing, right? Like just, I don't know, Trung, you might've been doing something similar. Nothing, nothing the week focuses your... the mind, like looking yeah. at private school tuitions. <laughs> that, that's it, exactly. And seeing, so just seeing that is actually kind of like a, a preview for me for the future to be like okay there's no excuse like whatever you need to do to get done that might I love that. like That's be great. a really cool one for me as well um and then uh, the other thing is like the simplicity part i think i've said that with with jack before just i think you've got a great way of summarizing 
you know, ideas visually, but also through words. Like you often say less than me and Trunk put together. Um, but like you normally would have the most insight into something because you've thought about it and you'll kind of say something when when it needs to be said. So I think for someone like me, that's been like very helpful to see up front. And then for Trung, I mean, man, where do I start with Trung? But dude, I mean, just to see your output is like just an insane thing, right? Like the intensity as well as consistency. Like often you think of those two things in opposite ends of the spectrum, but like, like you do both like quite incredibly so being able to see like what's like what it takes really close up seeing how much you put out like that is really cool for me to see because again i've spoken to many people who do that sort of stuff but to see it firsthand and to see like even after this podcast i'm gonna be like hey trunk here's a title i've come up with in my head have you got one and you'll just bang it out as well pretty quickly um and just yeah i, th I think that's been really cool to see close up and uh, yeah, I think that's the two kind of things I've learned from you boys. And the um, history, fun facts. Oh, that's, that's the one. Mate, yeah, that's yeah, a crazy I mean, one. Your man's an encyclopedia. Yeah, yeah. I would <laughs> often fans. call, yeah, when I describe the show to people and they don't know who you guys are, I'm like, oh, Jack does this. And then Trunk, I'd say, oh, he's like a business encyclopedia. It's like, if I ask him, oh, not just business, to be honest, but especially business. But I'll be like, oh, I'm going to ask him about Coinbase IPO. I'm going to talk about the other day when LVMH was formed. And you're like, I think it's the 1860s. It's like, <laughs> you know, it's kind of incredible what's going on in your brain there. So I, I love that one, mate. Um, great question. Thank you for the yeah, great question. question. Yeah, uh, I think we can wrap it up with this last question, boys. This is from Chance. It said, for the next 100 episodes, what are your, uh, what are your most looking forward to to the next 100 episodes? Any changes or goals you have in mind for the pod? I think it's a good question to wrap it up for us. I'm going to do the David Senra uh, quote, and I'm not going to get it wrong, the exact the verbiage years. of it, but it's like the next 100 episodes, we're going to say that after episode 101, after episode 200. Oh, oh he goes, uh, uh, he, he, David Center Founders Podcast, each episode, they look, he looks literally at a founders like Steve Jobs or like the guy that founded Ferrari. And after the end of the episode, he goes 289 down or 250 or 160 to go. Yeah. And then, then he goes a thousand more to go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just yeah, like, great. it never ends. It's just always, yeah, you know what? Uh, I agree. I think um, we're, it's easy. We're making this easier for ourselves to do. We're enjoying it. Uh, again, we've done zero growth. People understand, like zero, zero growth, zero monetization. Like e we've talked about it maybe one percent of the time that we've ever chat, and uh, yeah, nothing, nothing hardcore uh, in terms of ideas. I mean, things we've floated. I think the Twitter Spaces is probably the lowest hanging fruit because uh, if Bilal, Bilal here is kind of like the bellwether on it because he does handle a lot of the post production and behind the scenes. So if Bilal thinks uh, that it would be something that is easy and uh, and and wouldn't affect the quality, I guess, because that's the main problem right now. Like, yeah. you don't know what the sound quality will be on Twitter spaces, uh, 100%. But if that was the case, that was easy. I think I, I would imagine we'd be doing a lot more Twitter spaces. Yeah, I'm, just I'm up for doing them. I, I, I agree. I, the only thing I'd say on the beyond the, the sound quality stuff, I'm like completely fine with it sounds actually pretty good on on iphone even i think for me what's more important is like one what's the format because i think doing what we do here works great like this and if we're doing it in spaces is that really the right format for that and again it comes back to like what's unique about spaces is people can listen live 
and they can be they can engage they can ask a question they can come on now we did it once just as a test and this is the second point which is it still has to be fun and we have to enjoy doing it because if we're not we're just going to be forcing it oh and yeah so, uh, we do i do remember that one time it was yeah, like we the did questions and, weren't great yeah so i think like, if anything we would want to like pre-vet some questions so we know that they're like worthwhile us discussing because sometimes again it's not everyone's fault some of those people who join probably didn't even listen to a podcast so they just wanted alpha from jack they wanted alpha and they might have just <laughs> asked the same question we've answered many times before so i think yeah. having some way to like filter through questions beforehand like maybe people can submit them on twitter or in telegram and then we can address some of those live and then bring people on and like make it interactive i think that's interesting but i know jack you've probably done more spaces than us so is there yeah. formats you've said like oh that's a unique thing that should be on spaces versus a podcast yeah i think the the thing that i've seen be successful is you do it around a single topic or a single question so there's focus on it versus like people doing a podcast episode oh, yeah, that's on a there, good, which good i think would work but you just have to close the stage and basically do a lot like a live podcast basically versus like wild card it's a very different skill set, like taking like a random person from the internet and like guiding a question or picking something, uh, something that's going to add to the discussion versus like, we're going to talk about the decision Mark Zuckerberg made to make verification paid on Facebook. Then you're going to have like a, even if someone comes up and doesn't really have like the most insightful question or commentary, you can bring it back. Whereas we're just like, hey, not investment advice podcast, and it just yeah, like spirals into complete. Yeah, that's a great point. <laughs> that's a great way. I, I think that could work actually. Just picking like, I think we were just talking about it. There was it. Um, we didn't get to talk about it this week, but the new NFT platform was it. Um, yeah, the royalty wars, the blur. Royalty obviously. wars, yeah. or like one taking over the other, or you know, Trung wanted to talk about Susan Wojcicki leaving YouTube. Like that's perfect for something live in the moment is happening. Perfect. We're going to talk about it. Maybe some will join to give their take. You know what? It's also better for Evergreen. Like to Jack, I mean, this is the, we're talking about Jack here, like Mr. Simplicity, Mr. Uh, making the messaging. Like it would be way more. I mean, look, look at the ones that do really well. Like guys like founders, guys like acquired, they're single topic, right? Like the ones that have these catalogs and like these, it's, that's what makes it that you can actually visit. Cause I mean, if you're going back like through our things is like, what does this guy talk about episode 64, right? Like just freaking nonsense, right? It's it just like, it's the whole thing about making some evergreen versus uh, uh, um, timely. But I mean, for us, this is clearly something that we want to do. Yeah, Not I think everything has to be evergreen. That's a good, I mean, but I think that brings, like this is a little inside baseball, but just from my side, I think like when we first started, it was such an experiment. Like, oh, let's just see how it goes. And I will say, like, I don't, I think people describe what we do and like we have a rough sense, but I'm curious to get you guys take, like if you were summarizing what we do, like we used to say, you know, edge of the internet, like sometimes it's news, sometimes it's like AMA, like I think having more of a focus, it doesn't have to be like, oh, we're talking about crypto only, but I'm saying like a focus of like, this is what you're coming for. And I feel like sometimes it has been a little bit all over the place. So that's partly by design, but I'm curious like, what you guys think about that because the question is next hundred episodes what we would essentially improve so that that's something for me we've kind of talked about it several times before but like what is the reason for someone a catalog, to come to us? that's a great question i would say this if we were okay to go that route i think creating a catalog is an extremely powerful exercise and it focuses these episodes it might even make our jobs easier right it's like 
we don't have to scramble now. It's like, here's the question. Everybody focus your attention, read about it for 30 minutes, come prepared. And that now the title for the episode, we know exactly what the title is. Like if we, if this, the, for example, if the title for this episode was Susan Wojcicki's 10 year run at YouTube, that is something that can be, that can, you can refer to that in five years. Right. So yeah, I, I think it's definitely worth exploring, uh, narrowing down the focus a bit. Um, yeah. And I'm curious if you're listening to this, I'd love to get your take because the com- like in the comments, like let us know what you kind of come to NIA for, because like we've, we've done like a little mini survey in the past that we've spoken to lots of people, but I think there's, there's a quite a range of like what people are coming for. And I think that'd be interesting to hear Jack, go for it, mate. I was just going to say like, there's probably some like macro media thing here where a podcast could basically be an album. So it's like, if you're tight enough with the segments, you basically have the ability to watch all six or seven tracks. And then you have like, basically the timestamps will get cut into different yeah, sections. Segments, so it's like basically, yeah. the, the Twitter spaces thing would be one segment of the podcast isolated into a title, a prompt for people to discuss. But just in general, that feels like the direction, right? Uh, it's either the Joe Rogan, like four hour rambling conversation that doesn't really have any delineated seg- sections or the like, here's this specific thing we're discussing. Here's the next specific thing we're yeah, discussing. I that's think, interesting. I don't know if our podcast would ever go in that direction. We definitely, I think we, we kind of move from one extreme to the other, right? Some are like rambling and others are like, let's move on. This is the thing that's more on the news side. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I, uh, I, much prefer the like loose couple talking points to find and then like sort of wandering around seeing what what we come up with yeah that's a great point and i i think it comes back to that idea of like is this audio is are we basically optimizing for one what we like doing if that's the case we're probably already fine doing whatever we're doing yeah if we're changing that we're saying actually we want to make it more focused maybe that approach is like something to explore but I think we've had this kind of like confusion a little bit between YouTube and uh, audio, like majority of people listen on audio, right? And it's because anything that's an hour long, you're generally not sitting there just watching our mugs on Zoom, right? So it's <laughs> it's like a, a different thing. Or you're going to look at Lex and Balaji for eight hours. Just Yeah, just yeah, exactly. And obviously there are people that like video and some people prefer that. But most of the time, what makes podcasts, again, unique is you can do background play, you can be at the gym or you can be walking a dog. So I think majority of people still like that. And I think our format has been audio first. It's like we're making it for a long form thing. You press a button for an hour and you get to hang with us. And YouTube, we have up there, but it's nothing's optimized for YouTube. Like it's not. Zero. Yeah, and like the Except clips. Except for Jack's like, thumbnails. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, exactly, exactly. But even that, like, yeah, that would make more sense for the 20 minute segment, 15 minute. Like that would actually be perfect for YouTube. But I think right now, from what I hear, like from people is they like pressing a button and listening to us for an hour. And so again, it comes back to, are you optimizing for like just growth? Then yeah, maybe the shorter ones make more sense. But if it's maybe that will be overthinking it as well. So yeah, I'd be curious to hear people's opinion on that if they have a preference for any of those two things. Uh, some other people might say, actually, I'd rather listen to 20 minutes that part I'm interested in and then skip the other one because I don't care about NFTs that week and they they want to get on to the next thing. Um, and then, I so guess I'll they don't just, want. I guess they don't want alpha. Okay, yeah, that, you exactly, don't want. Yeah, okay, yeah, you don't yeah, want yeah. alpha. Okay. <laughs> so the the last thing I'll say on my side and just being you know, completely honest here is like, I think we've done an amazing job, 100 episodes, like we've really 
like made it fun, smashed it, got some amazing guests. Like we had like Sailor within, you know, 70 episodes or whatever it was, or maybe a little bit more. Um, we also have I amazing think- listeners. So I just want to add, we have oh, amazing listeners that's too. Yeah. A massive thing. Like yeah, we yeah. hear from a lot so of, many. all of and us like, do, independently. The, I, so many of them are like hilarious. That's one of the things that I noticed moving from, you know, Create Lab or even like, you know, I think Visualized Value Community has a lot of funny people too. And a lot of them are here. But there's a thing about like, we're all here bringing us together as jokes. That's and I think point. that has attracted a certain fun group of people. So I'll just put this out there of like things I wish we would have maybe got to doing in the last hundred episodes and maybe more forward looking is we've talked about more content, you know, doing lives, doing spaces, doing more of a community, right? Like we've talked about discord, uh, merch. We've talked about it. It would be, it would be fun to have like something like that just for people, mainly for jokes. And then on the guest side, I think we've actually got a pretty good format with guests. I think it's actually quite a unique thing having three of us talk to them when it's fun but like really swinging for the fences and getting those big guests. I think like we've had Michael Saylor, we've had Tetranode, but just to be completely blunt here, I got massive names of people being a complete unknown person. And I think between the three of us, we could swing for the fences a bit more. Uh, And I think that we like just DMing people with the amount of followers you guys have, you can pretty much get almost anyone Mm -hmm. you want. Good shout. Yeah, and and that just comes down to like a focus of like, we're gonna go do this this month. And these are the people we want to go get. And that's not just on YouTube, but I'm just saying it makes it a lot easier, right? Like to, to have that. So, yeah. And I think we could go outside of the typical, uh, like the typical set. Yeah. The bubble guest situation. That's true. Yeah. Like I'd loved an Andrew Schultz, for example. Oh my God. Yeah. That would be incredible. Like outside of the, yeah, the technology Twitter bubble. I think we probably should and can think about Definitely. getting people on are we just like stoked to talk to That's, that that would be the frame case. i would say to you guys as well and i'll do the same we can say it in our group chat and this is again like completely inside baseball i'm just sharing this on the pod because i think it's interesting is like who are the people you're like oh my god it'll be so cool to speak to that person because that's who we should go get and because the episode is going to come out better and it's worth our time yeah, and yeah, so yeah, yeah. this is not to say all the people we've had on aren't that like a lot of those people are but I think just like we've talked about like biology, like biology is someone we've referenced forever. You know, Andrew Schultz, I've mentioned him every other week. I know you love his podcast too. Theo Vaughn. So Matron, Theo Vaughn. I mean, like these are people <laughs> that are not out of reach for sure. Comment, I, I, we should get some comedians on it for oh, sure. Oh, that would be, be sick. Be, Can you imagine I getting I, I always thought a great, business, uh, a great podcast would be a business podcast where the comedian's yeah. being told what happens in the world of business. Oh, that's oh, a great, mate. that's like, amazing. You know what I mean? That's, like, that's they, the next hundred episode we got yeah, to lock mate, a few of those. We, should we should got to try that at least lock, a few episodes. Yeah, that would be I, great. You know what? There, answered it. It's like, what are you next? I think once a month, we should get like a top tier uh, comedian. We just lob them. Like <laughs> business stories. Yeah. Theo Vaughn talking about Susan Mazzisi's reign at YouTube. Or Apple's or Apple's app transparency tracker. This would be that, great. This would be great. Okay, uh, that's that voice. Yeah. That's we'll the hard right there. Yeah. Love that shit. Let us know what you think about that. Oh, and by the way, before I forget, we did mention last episode, we'll be doing the spaces on Wednesday. We're not doing that for reasons we'll be able to share in the future but just a heads up for anyone that didn't see the telegram uh message that unfortunately won't be happening this week but we'll we'll try it again soon as you can hear but yeah let's definitely let's say for the next month we need, we should lock 
We need to lock in a big comedian. Let's go, Theo you, Vaughn, you know, Andrew Schultz level. It. We should be like we we should just literally throw out there. We want comedians opining on the biggest news in business. Strong, if you I, I tweet it and like ask people to vote for people, that could be a show. Oh my god! Okay, yeah, okay, yeah. okay, yeah, Strong, yeah. you got the humor part, and then I know, and I'm not trying to name drop, but I know there's been some top tier comedians you've spoken to as well. And I've referenced you, Trump. Reference you. I'm gonna yeah. say it. Hassan <laughs> Minhaj, my brown brother we got to get him i mean that would be and the cool thing with him is he's actually into this world like i know he's done stuff on my first million and uh, yeah, i think a lot of them are right they like are i mean i just show us 100 if you think yeah 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 if you think how much he's done online this would be a perfect i mean he's <sighs> been on pump's show uh and done stuff with pump like there's definitely there's so much overlap. Like I'm sure we can get some of these guys. So yeah, let us know who you'd like us to get in the in the comments because that would I'm be something that, I would boys. be excited to do. Yeah. yeah, I mean, oh if we get goodness. a Theo Vaughn, we all fly into Nashville <laughs> yeah. to stay yeah, at Jack's house. Yeah, we get Theo Vaughn, we're coming down to Nashville, yeah. man. Right, They'll sit. just sit. Okay, sit. I think you uh, could get to Theo Vaughn for sure. He'll be at Soho House, Nashville, man. I think he. Yeah, I think he lives down the road. Yeah, like Just knock on his door, mate. Rick Burton style. Here we go. All right, boys, I think we're hitting the time. Um, so I think we can wrap it up here. Any last thoughts before we close it out? Dude, that was amazing. No, no perfect, was great. man. That yep, was great. That Thanks was great. for everyone listening. Great yeah. 100 episodes. I'm sure we got a few people that caught every 100, every oh, yeah. episode of the 100 too, which is just yeah, phenomenal. Yeah, if you did, let us know. That would be cool yeah. to know. All right, boys, yeah, been a pleasure, 100 episodes. Here's to 1,000 more, our David Senra yeah. reference. 100 down, 1,000 to go. 